Yo, 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 this is Miss Wanda. Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Plus. Nego Babla. Bum do, tout monde. Explain to me why. You don't listen to the sweet podcast. Bum do, guys. You don't really suppose And you are listening to the sweet podcast, baby. Oui. Mais attendez, pas de problème. Attendez, pas pas faire men. Attendez, fin attendez tout bagay yo. Parce que y'a un bon bagay ou pas attendez là. Non, m'tou pas faire men. Yo, pas m'en radio non? Pas m'en radio. Pas m'en radio. What's up everyone? My name is Wanda Tima and you are listening to The Sweet Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your support and the love you guys have been showing us on social media. The Sweet Podcast is powered by your favorite Haitian, Haitian diaspora platform, Lignon Sweet where we are redefining the narrative of Haiti and Haitians every day. <laughs> so I have a very funny and interesting interview for you guys today. I was hoping it was going to be serious, but the way things are going behind the scenes, um, the, you know, the lead up to even getting to this point, the three times we had to do the intro, I think it's just going to end up being <laughs> a pretty funny interview. So I am here today with two of my favorites, two of the main comedians I started following when we started Leon Suite. I have to go in order because I did, I, I'm pretty sure I discovered or found um, Plus First. So I knew about Plus First before Pose It. So we're here today with Plus and Pose It. I'm, I'm going to do, listen, let me, I'm going to try to do the professional thing with them before they get crazy. So let me give you some information about them. So Plus... Use this laughter as a relief. <laughs> look, look at my dad. He even started. Look, okay, this is the serious part of plus. Plus, uses laughter as a relief from the harsh realities of being raised by a single Haitian mother while growing up in South Florida. Born Alain Pierre Louis. Mm. <laughs> plus, the oldest of three kids, used his natural humor and wit to serve as a distraction from the financial hardship he and his family endured. In 2008, Plus gained universal recognition for his Rick Ross parodies, which is how I found you, <laughs> which landed 100,000 views within his first week and garnered over 4 million hits to date. In 2009, Plus extended his art form across a variety of entertainment, including sketch comedy, event hosting, and stand-up comedy and acting. Ooh. Oh, he do it all. Real Haitian. Like Real Haitian. <laughs> Just can't do one thing. One mile. Real Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Ten jobs. <laughs> so plus say hi. Say hey, hello to. How are you guys? The, uh, the Sweet Podcast. Very happy to be here. Shout out to Wanda. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, yeah. I'm you. Ula. Okay. I see plus is on his, I mean, poses on his best behavior. So let me go ahead and get this out the way for you. <laughs> Self-Posa is a self-proclaimed social media influencer, actor, and comedian that's been sharing laughter with the community for years and continues to make his mark every day in our community. Zoposa has the professionalism to facilitate your event, the goofiness, <laughs> the goofiness that he has to energize your event and with to energize your event and wit to humor your audience. My bad, Posa. You know, like so he is 25 years old oh we put not age and a communic communications major at Broward College he loves to travel especially because what he does for a living allows him to do so as well hi Pose. hi how are you come on here how are you hey, hey. Come here, long body, long. I keep forgetting how young you are Makes so angry. I keep forgetting I'm furious why but I think when I met you you were 18 though yeah I was yeah. 18 yeah 
I, I remember hearing that I was like, 19. you 18. I feel like when I was 18, I didn't have this kind of direction. <laughs> no, no. I didn't have this kind of purpose. No, no, no. That's no, why no. I'm furious. No, and his poster is serious. Like, he has plans. Come on, bro. You know, and he listens. There's a structure. Come on. Yo, I'm not going to go too far in the story, but I want to tell people like how I always remember that he was 18 was because when we first, you know, became, you know, friends, I was, you know, invited Pose out after hours. Mama y pato You know, my she had to make sure I'm aware. Mm-hmm. He's 18, Wanda. Where y'all going? Yeah, where, were, where were we going? We was going to Orlando. And she had to make sure yeah, yeah, that who you was going it. with. Yeah. And I think, like, Sejo was with us, too. But I don't think you told her about Sejo. I think you just said me. No, she did. She did. Oh, okay. <laughs> to this day, they want to know who I'm leaving with. That's right. the thing. I admire about your family. They don't just let you, like, my, my mother can care less where I am. Plus, this mother wants to know, hey, what's his social? What's his last name? I need to know who that is, man. Yo, I appreciate that's, that. That's, that's love, bro. Yeah, it, it's it's like a blessing and, and a curse. Because, like, you know, when they know you're about to leave, they have, like, 10,000 errands for you to run before you actually go need to do. That's why, I'm, that's why I was late today. That's why I was late today. <laughs> So, guys, before we get into the interview, both of you guys were raised in South Florida. Yeah. We kind of have an idea, you know, what year you were in high school. Um, Not a dare. Jose. So, it's got two completely different time frames yeah. of growing up in South Florida. So, what was that like? Um, well, growing up in South Florida, so I grew up in North Miami. Got feet, got Jose. Got my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I grew up in North Miami. So, like, when, I, when we first got to North Miami from, like, I don't even, I can know, maybe like Miami Shores, I guess we moved from. Yeah. Um, it was like real Hispanic. And then I get to, I got to watch North Miami turn Haitian. Right? So <laughs> when I got there, I believe we were the only Haitians on the block. It was us and like our neighbors. And then wow. slowly the Poyos moved out and we moved in. I don't know if it was rent ownership, but we moved in. And then um, going to school, like I was still in school when they had Haitian days. Yeah. I graduated high school 2005. So I was in junior high in the 90s. So, like, I remember, like, <laughs> you walk into the schoolhouse and everybody's face looks weird. Like, all eyes are on you. I need to find some Haitians to hang out with today. I need to hang out <laughs> with know, Haitians. You know, you know it's going once, down. When you click up, nobody gets stupid. That's yeah. what you, yeah. I've learned that in high school. I didn't school. know that. Nobody taught me that. Because I came in from Turks and Caicos. I didn't know I needed yeah. a click. What school you went to? William Dandy and then Dillard High School. Oh. See, see, I was not ready. I don't know how, I don't know what Broward was like. Was Broward nicer? No. Broward, if I it heard you guys were bad, Broward was nasty. It depends on the school you went to. I went to the two hood yeah, schools. William Dandy. You know, William Dandy. And, um, Dillard. Yeah, we right there smack. Like that in the middle of, you know, that's, that's gang the, culture Black and everything. Central. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to Miami Central. I ain't got to tell you. I ain't got to tell you. So, like, toward, before I graduated, like, there were, like, Haitian gangs. Like, so, like, dudes, Haitian dudes clicking up and every lunch. It was just big Haitian dudes knocking off American guys. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Like, literally, that was our own revolution. We had our own revolution <laughs> in the high schools in You Miami. know what's interesting? When we talk about it, even in our content, like, in, we post captions and people are like, Wait, y'all were going through that too in two in the two thousands. People think like like in the nineteen nineties or something it stopped, and I'm like, Uh-oh. no. The problem is when things get better, like people have real short term memory. Like mm. none of my American friends remember making Haitian jokes. Nope, no. Nope. Nobody remembers the nope. Haitian jokes. Nobody. Remembers. Nope. You understand? Everybody, well, it wasn't that bad for y'all. Like, right. Nobody, nobody yeah. remembers. I've been eating grill. No, you didn't. Get the hell didn't. out of here. You started last week, buddy. Right. You remember trying to open up a plate of legume at lunchtime? Come on, bro. What's that smell? <laughs> 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 
Come on, bro. Y'all had leg him at lunch? Man, because sometimes my uncle would send me to school with, like, food. <laughs> like, food, bro. So you lucky they send you to school with it. Like, you could at least... You can at least not be embarrassed. My mom came to the school right before lunch. <laughs> yeah, and bought you your lunch. Yep. Like, I think my like me making good grades in school was for that. So that my ogre never pulled up in her moo moo. Like I saw the other people do. Bro, I can't afford that, I bro. I feel like every Haitian kid has a moo moo story. I don't have the moo moo story. My mama was one of those, like, what's the word? Mbavle moun pale somewhere? Type of Haitians, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like she probably would have on the moment, but she wasn't getting out the car. My mother had the wherewithal to like know that this would embarrass you, so it was like if you want to be a class clown, if you want to make jokes in school, if you want to turn class <laughs> into a comedy show, I'll be funny, I'll be funny too. And that was her thing, mm-hmm. got me right, bro. Never again, bro. Yeah, tell me your pop song, Jim. Comedy, how long, of course, what was. What did they send you to school for, or what were you going to do before you started doing comedy? Because nobody just okay. came up and was going to do comedy. So when I graduated Ooh. high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But at that point, you know, Haitian mothers, to live in this house, you need a major. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to pay a rent. You need a degree to live in this house. <laughs> so I became a funeral service major. What? Right. So I was at Miami Dade North. They literally have a program there. There's bodies on the campus. Oh. And so I literally did a year and a half of it. Like, it's a two-year major. I'm still maybe about eight credits shy of finishing that degree. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing it, it's just like, it wasn't it. Like, it's just, I was doing, it's a common sense major. If you know common sense, you can pass the test. Because I wasn't studying. I like, never heard of that. I it, didn't know, like, that's like a, I think you go to get a certificate in your house. They told me in high school, it's a two-year major. You can jump out making 80 grand a year. Like, I didn't like school, so that kind of math appealed to me. So that's what I was doing, but it's like I dropped out because I was feeling it. I mean, my mother got into it. I went back to, to, to become a nurse. I couldn't get past anatomy because I don't remember. I don't remember my jokes. So imagine you trying to remember the parts of the body. Come on, bro. Every, every time I tell my jokes, they're completely different because I don't memorize anything. Wow. When I was a kid, I didn't memorize Bible verses. I was bad that's at that. Important for comedians. I never. I like. I get the gist of all my jokes. Wow. And they come out the way they come out. Naturally. Exactly. Wow. Because I've never written these things down and rehearsed them. Because that's not the way I'm going to... So you're on your little wing. You just get in the studio and I you got spit. To. I got to. Because like, <laughs> if you try to word by word... And like we're in Miami. So it's like I perform in front of Cubans, whites, Hispanics, Haitians. You can't use the same kind of words to deliver these messages anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're definitely getting to the type of comedy you do in your audience. So pause it. What was your original direction? Ooh, don't laugh, y'all. <laughs> I wanted to become a cop. You wanted to become a cop? Yeah. He got no, nervous. It's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> his <laughs> eyes went like... He sat down and they were like, like police. <laughs> police. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to become a cop. I, um, I, you know, basically, before I graduated, I did the whole nine yards. Like, I did... Um, I was in police explorers. Your parents supported you that? Were one yeah. of you were in academy? Well, he was about that. No, he was ready. I was ready. Like, I did all the training. Like, I, like, I was friends with the... Um, I'm still friends with him now on Facebook. With the the sergeant, uh, his name is Sergeant Lee Estrand. Like he taught me everything. I know, like from direction, from personal, uh, um, like self defense, like everything. Like being aware of your surroundings, She's telling me where to sit every, in every building you in, so you could like 
Tout bagage. When I got down to the nitty gritty of it, like when I found a teacher who could actually explain to me exactly what law studies consist of, I was like, that ain't mm. for me. I'll enforce the law instead. Yeah. So it was like when I got to that and then I found comedy. So, yeah. so you're, but yours was different though. You kind of like just did some stuff online and yeah. then it, it, it took off, right? Yeah. I just started doing these little 15 second videos. No, no, it was fine at first. Mm -hmm. It was six second videos, then 15 second videos, and then 30 second videos, one minute videos. And then I started I start dropping stuff on YouTube as well. Like I compiled all my videos, made a compilation, because I didn't know exactly what to put on YouTube yet, so I did yeah. that. Um, that took off, and it's like, that's, um, and then like at some point, um, I got booked to go to New York and Jersey. And of course, you know, my father went with me. I can't go by myself. <laughs> so um, what time we pulling up? Yeah, so like I did I did that one show. I never by the way, I never did stand up comedy. Before. That's why I was so you went from just posting some stuff on IG that was to funny and made it all the way to That's the great. stage that yeah, quick. because no, because like I used to watch stand up comedy a lot. Yeah. That's like the one thing that can connect me and my father. Because, you know, like, how Haitian men are. Like, that no emotion. There's nothing yeah. that you could do. Like, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't play basketball with them. You don't do nothing. So, it's like, <laughs> this is the one thing. Action movies and stand-up comedy. Mm. So, you sit there and watch it together. Yeah, so yeah. you sit there and watch that together. And I always seen, like, so it's like, basically, I already, I already had a sense of the structure. So, I was like, let me just, like, people were asking me, like, yo, have you ever done stand-up before? Like, I remember I got a DM like that. I see you on the show for a while. I'm like, what you going to do on stage? I was like, and this is my like three weeks before the show. I'm like, he right. What am I gonna do on stage? <laughs> I already agreed. Tickets, flights are booked. Everything booked. I was like, I'm Belfast stage. So I was like, you know what? I just went back and look at my videos, wrote them down, and elaborated on it. That's the name. And that's it. You just when you were hit, you did good. You didn't bomb. You didn't run off the stage. Nope. Crying nothing. No, I wasn't wow. running off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. No, that's so, that's crazy. So, so yeah. with, with you, Plus, you you like, and I remember having this conversation with someone before, and I was like, yo, Plus is a comedian comedian. I'm like, he's been doing this forever, mm -hmm. and you didn't really come from the Haitian market. You did the Rick Ross thing, blew up online, and then you started doing, doing stand -up. the stand-up, and you started doing um, the Haitian stuff, but that's not where you come from. Yeah, that's not where I started at. Yeah. So I was doing, literally, I remember me and Success, we were doing American stand-up, we saw Zopoze, Vlad, Jonas, Cello on a flyer at Mocha Cafe. It was like, mm -hmm. how are these boys doing stand-up? And we've never heard about it. Yeah. So we, so I swear, that might have been the year we all linked up. If that was yeah, the that same year. had to be the that's year. The it was year. at Mocha and all the New York guys came. To, I, that's when I met all of them in the same room. That's the same wow, year. Wow, like, when um, I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday because so much... Greatness happened that night. Like <laughs> that night, somebody came up to me. He's like, "Yo, do want to talk to you?" I'm like, who? He from Jersey. Who? Fetty Wap. I'm like, "Well, what?" Ooh. I was like, "Yo, yo, I appreciate the video you did. You remix my song. That's love." Da da da. 
Yeah, B. That that's the first time I got introduced to Jersey slang. And then you came up to me like, mind you, I ain't drink yet. Like I wasn't a drink yet. You came yes. up with that. Pineapple mango barbecue. Oh shoot! He was like, "Yo, try this, yo. This is the truth. <laughs> changes life." I tried it. I was like, <laughs> "Don't go tell people I started you drinking." No, no, you ain't stop. Uh, like I've been drinking. When I was in New York, I had Long Island's. Those are trash drinks. I I didn't like the way it made me feel. Oh, I exposed you to the sweet, the calm, and the shutdown. Yeah, your okay. body needed barbecue. That's yeah, what your yeah, body that's needed. What it is. The ancestors were calling you. You understand? I swear, everything changed ever since I had that sip of barbecue, man. Like I'm barbecue, yeah, baby. That really was the night when all you. So were you? You were in there. Yeah, Pose was in there that night. Mm-hmm. So you was in there. But the difference is me success snuck in. Oh. Like like okay. we weren't like. Because we didn't know that there was such a thing as Haitian comedy. Yeah. So I was like, we have to get in on this. Like, yeah. we have the stories, but we, we were just trying to... We were like, when you're performing for Americans as like a kid of an immigrant, you're doing like fish out of water comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're telling them how your experience was as compared to their experience. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, while yeah. you guys were watching Full House... I had to watch carnival videos because my uncle owned the TV. So we're watching carnival videos, me playing. I don't want to hear any of this shit, from but I have to hear it. Yeah. Me watching all 75 members of King Posse on the video. So it's like talking about that experience is one thing, but when you talk to people who feel that, mm-hmm. it's a whole nother experience. So I'm watching Jonas and V, Cello, Zupos. I'm watching them do stories. That are my stories too, yeah. but before we just never had anybody to tell these stories too. Mm-hmm. Like now, there's a full blown market for Haitian comedy. There are people willing to come out. The people online, mm-hmm. I mean, at least millions at this point, people yeah. online consuming content. So I mean, now we have the wherewithal to know that we ha- we can sell, we can perform for our own people, exactly. and that wasn't always common knowledge. And that, of course, for a lot of comedians is important and of course a lot of you guys have blown up our social media not just Haitian comedians either a lot of all of these American comedians even some that wasn't doing it before now are kind of like slowly coming online look at Will Smith for example Will popped up all of a sudden did IG and now he's like the best content creator on IG right Mm -hmm. but a lot of people still like even though you guys are so popular and you're actually you know in the craft you're doing work still kind of consider you IG comedians like, if you didn't start on stage, I don't know if that's your experience plus, but people call y'all like, oh, they're IG comedians. Yeah. When I first started, I was, you know, doing YouTube. Yeah. So it's like they told me, you're not a comedian until you go on stage. Mm. So, like, once I began to do the stage, IG hit. Mm. And it, you didn't really need the stage anymore. Mm. Um, so in my journey right now, like, I don't think you should let any of that title business bother you. Yeah. Nah. Because as far as I'm concerned, on stage comedian online comedian, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you bringing in? What are you booking? Where are you working? Exactly. You understand? What are you producing? Because if you take pride in just being a guy who started on stage and you can't shake, like an online dude shakes, then what is it? What's the point? Yeah. What's the whole point? Like, what's the whole point of having this skill, nobody to perform to? Hmm. One, advi- like, one advice I'll have for somebody who's struggling with the title, like, people call me IG comedian all the time. It don't matter. There's, it depends on who who your audience is. Because I have an audience for the stage. I have an audience for mm. IG. I have an audience for YouTube. Mm. It just just make sure you've dabbled in everything. Because yeah. there's people that have seen me, seen my work, but it's not through IG, it's not through YouTube, and it's not on stage. That's what's mm. special. Is that like when, when you go out, 
people come up to you and they tell you what they like you from. Yeah. So exactly. it's like I have people who still say those Rick Ross videos back in the day. Cool. Yeah. People yeah. will say I seen your Haitian character. Cool. I saw you on a show before. Cool. I saw you on TV. Like you get to kind of see where mm-hmm. they saw you from. Yeah. Because of you've been doing different things. Exactly. So you're not like, even affected by that. No. Nah, come on. I don't feel it. Because yeah. you, I mean, if that's where you know me from, then that's what you see me as. But they know you, right? They Come know on. You. They know that's you. Important. Yeah. There's, there's that's one important. audience that slept on the island TV audience. Really? Because that, that's the audience that I've said, like, it's not that's YouTube, it's not IG, it's like all the TV Because like, yeah. I'll be walking around, like, Little Haiti or North Miami. It's on. It's on. That was my name, Neg Island TV. I did a commercial on the like show. A, a whole majester. And it's like the old ladies, like they recognize me exactly. from that. There's like, a, there's like they can't you can't forget them because that's all they do. They watch Island TV. And Island TV they re, they rerun a lot of commercials and a yeah. lot of the shows. And they see you a lot. <laughs> and that TV stays there for twelve hours. It stays a day. On. twelve hours a day on Island TV. With you, Pose, you kind of started out with the Haitian comedian title already attached, mm-hmm. right? But you didn't. Yeah. So is that now an advantage or a disadvantage? Um, it's both. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um like I've learned Haitian people, right? They like their things to be exclusive. Mm. So it's like, I like being able to call you a Haitian comedian and I like mm-hmm. to perform for us only and not for them. Mm. I remember we, <laughs> that in the past we tried to put like English subtitles in the videos and it was like, oh, why are you doing that for? <laughs> really? It's for us. Well, you can take that off. That's for us. And from a marketing standpoint, that it's makes the best sense thing for you. So that you can include more people, but Haitians, right. they wanted it to be for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like now, like, you know, I come to Miami often. And people try to play me as if I don't do it. Like, I can't do it anymore. Mm. Like, my, my old fans are like, oh, so you don't do comedy, you don't do com- comedy English anymore? And it's like, <laughs> of course I do. But I do more Haitian stuff now because that's where, like, the love is. Yeah. But, like, because I, I love, like, when I do Haitian rooms, I can't really curse. Mm. I can't really be filthy. Yeah. I enjoy it. So it's like when I do American shows, that's where I can get it off at. So I do a great deal of them. But it's just mm-hmm. that. And I think you guys set the standard for that. So I come from, you know, comedy, well, of course, American comedy, mm-hmm. where I was used to hearing cursing and everything else. And then, you know, of course, because of what I do, and I started listening to more to the Haitian stuff. So I remember being, I think, in New York at the Milk something place. Milk River. Milk River. Milk River. Yeah. And I think most of you guys were there, too, that night. And I think maybe success. Yes, it was success up there. And he was cursing. Yeah. And I was like uncomfortable. I was like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. That's so. That's I, I wasn't all... used to him cursing, and I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. And it's weird because it shouldn't be. Why? Why am I shocked that success is cursing? But because I had already have this image, this image. of this Haitian comedian, mm-hmm. hearing him and Vlad curse, I was like, wait. I'm looking around the room like I think people are upset. That was our very up. That was our very first up north tour. So it was our first time really going up there. So we were still trying to figure out the Haitian market. So it's like, up until recently, like, we did the improv recently for Haitian Flag, for Haitian Heritage Month, mm-hmm. and Curse Up a Storm, because that's the environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before then, like, I, cause I remember I'd be doing my jokes, drop a bitties here, then I can see people in the crowd cringing. Uncomfortable. I can see them. Mm-hmm. So it's about either I have a good show or the show that I want. Exactly. Mm. And you, you know that you know that one guy that they have booked all of us. He, he didn't tolerate cussing at all. At all. Kingdom takeover. Really? Because because yeah. he was uh, so he first of all got seven hundred people on a Wednesday in North Miami. Out of God. Wow. Right. Who is that? But <laughs> he was promoting to the churches. Mm. So it's like yeah. the bulk of his audience, and that's another thing. Like 
with comedy especially, the church crowd will show up and pay money more than the bitties club crowd. You know, Sergio was telling me that. Mm-hmm. Sergio told me that in New York, and I was like, excuse me, what? Because he was like, yeah, you'd be surprised at the places where I perform and more people show up and they pay and everything else versus like my audience that, I'm, that I expect to show I up. I do at least two or three dozen Haitian churches a year. Wow. Just going in there doing 30 minutes of comedy about the Lord. Wow. Yep. Because like... They'll pay for that. Like, like the people who want that bitties, they'll only follow you online. They'll only yeah. double tap you online. Tell them come out yeah. to a late night show, and I, it's not the same kind of energy. So even okay, so even with that, your church audience, what are you are you speaking in English or Creole? So right now we're on tour. Me and Zobos are on tour doing Coming Through America. Yeah, the show is eighty percent Creole. All the English comes mm-hmm. from the hosting, which is, you know, I'm yeah, hosting. It's yeah, English. It's in English. Yeah. So I'm hosting this show. It's in English. Um, but the sketches are mainly Creole. Wow. Like, all of our American friends who come out, they get it because mm-hmm. the physical com- comedy is funny. Yeah, I don't think I've really paid attention to what you guys are saying more than just watching. It was dying laughing at coming yeah. through. Like, it was more like, yo, you guys are crazy. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to see the little, you know, 15, 30-second things on IG, but seeing the whole show put together... It's ridiculous. And that's important, bro, because some of these comedians are artists. Yeah. Like 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 Blex, like Zopose, like Oh my G- god, I love Blex. I discovered Blex at the first show and I wasn't that's the one that looks like success, success. a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, is this success what and he he acts look like and he is hilarious. Yep. Like even though he looked like success, they don't have the same style. He's a different kind He's, of he is hilarious. I call I call Blex the Haitian Mr. Bean. No, because he's so he's, good at physical, and it's but yes. and it's simple for him. It doesn't even like look like he's trying hard. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like when you can be funny and like be in your subtlety, I yeah. think yeah. it's 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 great. And and I get that about Blex the most. I didn't know he was like that because mm-hmm. you can't really showcase yourself in a few minutes, in a few yeah. seconds. But yeah. like see him on stage when the pressure's on for seven to eight minutes with other people with the lights on him, and it makes exactly. you man, bro. Yeah. Like like he's really exactly. talented. Have you you performed in Haiti before, right? Plus? Yes. Have you? Boko, turn map, turn. So, can would coming through America uh, be it would do well in Haiti? Honestly, let's be real. Would it so, do good? Here's what I I think it would I do great so. in Haiti. Yeah, I think it would do and better than great. What helps me understand that is whenever I link up with dudes like Punch uh-huh. and get to talking, and I realize that like our experiences even over the seas are still crazy close. But. Most of those shows and the people that book them, don't they normally expect French speaking or French content? So the two shows that I've done in Haiti, they were both at the camera, right? And my audience was half like white French Canadian, Mm. a quarter from Haiti, a quarter diaspora. So when I walked in, they had Mr. Bean on the TV and they were Mm. laughing. And I didn't understand it at first, but it was physical comedy. The words didn't matter. So I walk up. And I'm doing like English with like a dash of Creole. Nothing's moving, right? So I peep, okay, I'm not gonna survive this way. So I then abandoned all my English and doing the Creole that I can, plus doing the most physical jokes that I can. Mm. So jokes that make me get up, fall, drop up and down, go into the crowd because mm-hmm. if you if you can understand me, those movements are funny. Right. So right. it's like, once I begin to do that, I survive. Yeah. My second go round, I came in there knowing that I had a great show, mm. but it was definitely like it tested who I was. Yeah. 
because I didn't know who I was performing for in the first place. Anyway, because that's that's the thing with Haiti. People sometimes think when you do stuff in Haiti, people already have a mindset of who you're going to. You don't know audience, who's in that room, but you don't know who's in the room. Depending, I always say, depending on the price of the show, mm-hmm. you should be able to kind of figure out, you know, who your audience is. And another thing I've noticed, like a lot of your comedy doesn't really do well like that in Haiti. Like that's why the punch and stuff do well. Like for me, I love punch. But I, I can only do so much of punch. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what he's saying. Right. I don't get the joke. Like, I, the connection is missing. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things he does where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this I is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's amazing. But I can't, I can't follow punch every single day and like everything he does because the disconnect. So there are things that are universal. Like, the family comedy is universal. Mm-hmm. A Haitian mom here, a Haitian mom in Haiti, same person. Same. Same person. You understand? Remember. So some of those... Relationship things, sibling, brother, mother, father, Haitian church, those things are constant. You understand? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like us growing up, different experiences. Yeah. But our parents, our family, our church, our so siblings, how we have, how we're raised, our our our, our values are still because Haitians come here and raise you like they're like it's Haiti. Yeah. It don't matter where we're <laughs> from. They raise you like this is Oka, fam. Yeah. This is Oka. Yeah. This is Oka. Stop playing with me. So it's like. Those things unite us, I think. Like, whenever, like, I speak to Punch, uh, I speak to Maya, because Maya's been here, like, two years, and it's like, I understand that, like, those things connect. Yeah. They are breaking. Wait, Maya, Maya's been in America for two years? Two years, fam. Maybe a little That's less. Amazing. Damn. I don't know, bro. Maya just amazes me Maya's every time. Maya's a force, bro. Yeah. Sejo was telling me about her. You Maya's think you're a, sleeping on her if you don't know her. a force. And the thing is, like, you know me, like, I'm a comedian, so it's like, when people say, I'm funny, I'm like, let me see what you're about. We picked her up from the airport. From the moment she's in the car, the girl don't turn off. You know what I'm saying? Like, she really is funny. And, and she's been on, so, like, we coached her through her first stand-up performance yeah. oh, wow. in Jacksonville. Because she was apprehensive about it, but Maya hasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to tell somebody, you have it. Don't worry about it. You have it. Yeah. She has it. It's different audience for her, too. Same thing like you just said. Yeah. You going to Haiti. Same concept for her. She's mm-hmm. stepping in this new space. So, you know? Right. Yeah. And she did, Maya did 15 minutes, which is, like, for somebody new, That's 15 perfect. is a big deal. Mm-hmm. 15's a huge deal. She went up there, did 15 minutes. The audience loved her. She got off stage, had a panic attack. But you did it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but you did it. Oh, I love Maya, bro. She's but, amazing. Well, what you just said, perfect segue to my next question, because a lot of people, now I've been seeing it, like when we post the videos, like people are like literally, okay, what's next, guys? Like a lot of people feel like they're kind of tired of the mama stuff. So is it that you guys are not really putting some of this other, you know, content that you're talking about out there for us to know, or the mama stuff been working, so you stick to that? Because a large majority of the stuff is related, is family, my parents, my parents, mm-hmm. my parents, right? right. So what is... What is stopping you guys now from sharing the other content, or do you not feel like people are kind of tired of the same mama stuff in 10 different ways? Well, so this year, this tour, um, we've introduced improv games mm. to people. Because the thing is, like, our market is still a very old school market. They like what they like. Yeah, so that's facts. They like what they so <laughs> like. And every show, like, they're showing us that they're ready to try and accept different kinds of comedy. So our tour next year is 100% sketch and improv. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this is more sketch. And so, I mean, and, and even with this tour, like, the mob stuff, Success does two sketches up front, and then we give the rest of the show to the cast. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, yeah. like, we open it because that's what they want. Like, yeah. they, they want to see him, and they want they want to see him in that element. So we open up first two sketches, but the rest of the show is 
sketches about dating, sketches about uh, Haitian business and Haitian customer service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When y'all pulled out that ch- real chicken, when Tico listen, pulled out that real listen. chicken at the first show, I was like, nah. But nah. the thing is, at every show, I don't know what they're gonna do with the chicken. Like, oh, y'all had a chicken. There was a real casket up there. The I Brooklyn, walked backstage and saw the casket and freaked out. I'm no, like, oh, the Orlando show yeah. with Maya threw the chicken oh, yeah. at Black. Like they, a live a frozen, chicken? The frozen oh. one. We had a live one. For the Miami? We had a Miami. Since then, we've been no, using raw, but we had a live live no, one in Little Haiti. The one that Tico pulled out. <laughs> Tico pulled out the live chicken and freaked yeah. me out. No, but I mean, I, and then you have to, I mean, and don't get me wrong. So like, why don't we see more of that on IG? As far as the improv games go, um, that's something that's better done live. Mm. Yeah. Other kinds of comedy. And then, I mean, like, there are only certain kind of dudes who do the mom comedy. And then also, like, yeah, like for example, the Haitian husbands, right? They do a different kind of comedy, a different kind of video. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you want things that are outside of mother videos, then you have to support those things. Yeah. You have to encourage those things. Yeah. Or else niggas go back to being their mom. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, like, true. if if you really want something else, <laughs> put your money in. Hey, <laughs> no, because like that's the line of the year. Comedy was to, you want comedy to be profitable. Yeah. So if you want something else, show that with your support, with your money. Mm-hmm. Support something else. I was gonna say, let's talk business. Let's talk business. I like you know, I get the calls, I get the little things from here and there from different people about the business end of this. The hate. I don't know if it's that this is new because, of course, back in the day there was y- y'all correct me because you know I don't know I, I definitely one hundred percent know Jesse Foy because I remember Jesse Foy playing on my TV and I was not allowed to listen. I had to go in the room when my dad put it on, right, but right. that was the only person I knew. Right. Like there's been the what like the on movies and stuff like that, which is more comedy right. and things like yeah. that. So that was that. Now there's this new Haitian comedian, Haitian comedy you guys are doing shows. You booking shows every week. You know it's like ten of y'all on the flyer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. From the business side, is it profitable? Is it making sense? Like, 20 people on the flyer? Um, It is profitable. And don't get me wrong, right? Like, this show is different because it's for comedians by comedians. Mm. You understand? So it's like, me as an artist, I'm more willing to work with a comedian than I am to work with a greedy promoter. Because I know that Factory. they're trying to get rich, yeah, and they're trying to abuse me, yeah. We're trying to build this because at this point, like all the shows, like the Haitian comedy shows that I've been on this year, like we we've, we've put them on. You understand? Like, like like these promoters, they'd rather pay two compa bands fifteen thousand <laughs> bucks to bring back twenty thousand bucks. I'm starving for life. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and not being bragging, but I mean, it's just numbers. Yeah. Like, a good ball brings in 300 people. Mm-hmm. A great comedy show brings in five. Yeah. You're not paying any comedian 15 bands. But I'm hearing that they're saying that you guys aren't the ones bringing it. They'll put you on the flyer, and they pay you a certain amount because they're like, you're not the ones really bringing it. It's this, this band and that uh, band, and you just like, you like the opening act, or you just like the host. It's uh, not you. Let me uh, tell you something. First of all, you niggas never say to my face. You know that. You know that. But, matter of fact, I feel like, because, because Wanda, you know me, like, like, you know me, I don't have secrets. I don't play those games. So, I feel like they may be talking about that cruise. And that cruise was amazing only because, like, we got to show them. Yeah. You understand? So, did you guys end up, well, for people that don't know, so... There was a cruise, and I think all you guys were booked for the cruise. We were all booked for the cruise. And so then, then it, what happened? They canceled so you guys because they said no tickets were sold? Or I, From what I understand, they were saying that um, we didn't sell any tickets. They were yeah, saying yeah. no tickets. And I was like, fam, 
no tickets. I got babies on the tour. You tell me, you got baby, I got babies. You telling me no tickets? My baby showing me receipts. You mean no tickets, man? Don't be crazy. I don't say he got the Emmy. So then, so then they, so, so, so we was like, if there's no tickets, then we'll show you no tickets. So we say we're not coming, and then all of their people pulled out because here's the thing, right? It doesn't matter who's the biggest person on your flyer. If the biggest person on your flyer won't promote your show, hmm. then the only fans you have are the ones we brought. Mm-hmm. That's just common sense. Mm. So it's like when we get, so the conundrum happened, they got pushed back. Um, they came to us, they made things right. Success and Gariana was like, nah, I'm not doing it, I'm straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was like, nah, I'm straight, I'm doing it. And people that. don't realize I love success because people, he's so sweet mm. and he's so, but mm. people don't know. Success is a rock, okay? Mm. That boy is. That boy like, was like, nah, I'm straight, I'm doing like, it. He is like, he's just sweet mm. enough, but that boy is a rock. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't sleep on success. I, I told Frank, as long as I have everything up front, I will be on the boat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so they made things right. And then because God don't like ugly, the comedy show was the only thing that worked on that boat. Yeah. Because nothing else, because their structure. Was, and that's from what I understand. So they put out that room because they were trying to pocket money. Yeah. They're trying to save money. So it's money. not that the, these promoters are even sleeping on you guys and your talent. Mm-hmm. You think they're aware they of be, what you can do, but is it that this is so new to them, they're afraid to put the monetary it's not new. risk At on this, you guys? Zubos has been doing mm. this, what, four years now? Yeah. Four years. Four or five years. Buzz, they've been in 2013. This isn't new. This isn't new, bro. Like, there's nothing new about what we do. It's just, it's a respect thing. And at this point, like, when you let people give you handouts and they book you for pennies, like you, they mm-hmm. give you kind of respect. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at this point, we decided let's work with Menage mm-hmm. Let's write the show. Let's direct the show. Let's rehearse the show. Let's let's build our own platform. Mm-hmm. And then they'll respect us eventually. They're going to have to. Yeah. And coming to America, you guys have been sold out. Because it's just... You guys have been sold... Even in Brooklyn, when I was like, okay, like they picked like a really funky little weekend and y'all was sold out, this okay? And I want to know where everybody parked at. Okay, everybody so, was on time. Everybody drove. First of all, Brooklyn came on time. I was gonna say one thing I love about New Yorkers when they, they support you, they support Facts. you. Listen, don't worry about where they gonna park everything. Or with me in Miami, I might be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like, like, listen, this twenty dollars to park. Listen, right here. I haven't like, been up New north. New Yorkers will come. They will support you. And there, yeah. I haven't been up north in like a year and a half, and I look at my insights. Like New York is still top of the list. Mind you, top of the Mind list. Too. Like, like as far as like my traffic, yeah, like my top number is New York. All social media on my podcast is New York is over ten percent in New York. <laughs> so from a business standpoint, marketing and everything else. So f- you guys are okay with the Haitian comedian label and everything else. Now, are you interested into crossing over? Do you want the, you know, like the American following that just come on whether they, you know. Cause you know how we follow. I can't even think of anybody on top of my head. Like you, you know, Haitian Americans. We follow this person just because we gonna follow y'all. But you know, we gonna laugh at this person too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, predominantly amount of your audience is Haitian. Mm-hmm. Do, do we want to cross over? Are we okay where we're at? Does it make sense? Or what does crossover even look like? I already did. Yeah. I already did. Like about what I did was you known out to New York and Jersey. I collaborated a lot of the like people who were. You coming did. up doing videos and I collab with people who are already doing videos. You've been a monster. Yeah. yeah, and I um what I did, one tactic I did was I linked up with a lot of people who um who were doing music. You feel me? So that way, you know, it, I learned two things at once. I learned how to move in like the marketing standpoint, the promotion standpoint, and I learned a lot about music as well. So if I want to put out my own music, mm-hmm. it's 
it's easy now. It's like a lot of people just give you the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? Not everybody will give it to you. Like, and it helps you realize who real and who who fake. Because a lot of people be like, yeah, do this, do that. The other person will give you detail. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like you know, you work with work with different people. You feel me? I I've been did the crossover. I still love my my zoes. I still do things for my zoes. Like it's not to say like I'm crossing over completely, but yeah. it's like a like a you feel me? like like a intersection. Yeah. So it's like basically I'm in the middle of an intersection. And you plus? I don't. I don't worry about crossing over. I never feel like I literally went too far either way, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, my fan base, I still don't have more Haitian fans than American fans. I'm still pretty half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I moved well, to... New- you. <laughs> 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 I'm half. I moved to New York this past October. I've been there since. Really? Yeah, I'm doing um, UCB. Well, y'all be sliding out of Miami. Success lit out, too. Because, mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, because you know what South Florida for, man. They want to come here to party and not do business. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just got a scholarship to, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, UCB. It's a uh, United Citizens Brigade. It's like an improv school with a pipeline to SNL. So, wow. like, I've been um, doing my stand-up rooms in New York. I'm trying to get back into improv. I'm just trying to, like, just keep my mainstream game strong. Because I still have an hour plus of American stand-up. You understand? So, yeah. it's like, yeah. I can yeah. do headline time. I can work, so I don't want to let that go to vain. I mean, go to waste yeah. because I still have a huge American following. I still want to cultivate it, and ultimately, like that's where my end game is. My end game is Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's my end game. So mm-hmm. I'm not just because I love performing for Haitian people because one thousand percent Haitian laughs are different. Yeah, I perform for everybody, and Haitian laughs <laughs> niggas will get up. Ah, Mali, who's your door? Mali, Mali, don't get up yeah. and go walk out the room. Who's your door? Mali, walk out, walk right back in, <laughs> sit down. You shake their head at you. <laughs> 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 so like Haitian laughs, they feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this home, this joke hit home for all of us. Yep. But like I love my filthy humor. Uh my <laughs> my, my, my comedy influence is like that's where they come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, I don't have Haitian comedy influences. Mm. So all my Haitian comedy, I approach like Eddie Murphy, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. That's how Great I talk. Experience. You understand? Yeah. So like, mainstream is still where I want. I just love doing this because, like, it's dope to be able to tell a story to folks who it's going to resonate with. It's a great feeling. What do you think is the biggest misconception about Haitian comedians? That we can't do anything else. Yeah. I, I, pe- people always ask me, like, yo, they, they told me you, like, because, like, whatever I, whenever I do, like, a, like, an open mic, like, people always, like, hey, can we get your number? I need you for a show, da 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 But it's like, hey, can could you do anything except like a Haitian comedy? Like, do you just? I'm like, no, nah, bro. I, I I do it all. That's why I came here. If you yeah. see me here, I, obviously I can do more Jesus than, than Haitian comedy. Don't but, snap herself, fish. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy to me. And then like, um, I I was like, I tell people like, wait, what? That's why I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm at an improv where it's predominantly white people. Uh, in in Boca Raton, where mm-hmm. the crowd is 45 plus. You feel me? By Celia, I didn't know you was doing stuff like that. Come on, no. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that, that's, key, that's what's crazy. Like, <laughs> and like we, like both, even with you plus, I know what you do because I had to look into what you do. Yeah. And I learned about you before the Haitian American wave, Haitian American comedian wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, I know the audience, the improv place you come from. But right now, honestly, if I was just going by just following your social media and seeing you on right. flyers, right. I wouldn't think you do anything else. And that's. So it was like, I'm trying my best to get out here and do other things. But it's just that, like, also, like, 
the games are completely different. So mm-hmm. I don't have to fight. Like, in American comedy, it's a fight. Because there's mm. three million of those niggas, bro. Mm. It's five million niggas fighting for 15 minutes on stage. Mm. Like, there's not that much, like... In Haitian comedy, we work together because there's so few of us. Yeah. yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's not a bunch of dudes fighting for one spot. Yeah. You understand? But in American comedy, it literally is dog-eat-dog. Dog. Mm. So it's a bunch of dudes fighting for 150 bucks. I don't want to fight that hard for 150 bucks. Wow. And it's like the That's Haitian... Like, like, the Haitian thing, it, it allows you to, like... Build, yeah, it's different, but I mean, but then I also understand that it's your own industry, yeah. you're creating your own industry. But like, so there, so like, between there's a few Asian comedians we talk about this often, and they feel like there's a ceiling mm. for, for what we do, yeah. Like, for example, like Vlad Haitian V and Jonas, I know, are like doing mainstream in Brooklyn funny as hell, yeah. But like, Haitian Jonas mm-hmm. does like stand up, stand up, yeah. I've been hearing people that's big on New him. York clubs, and yeah, he is like, we did the improv and like. White people, Cuban people, everybody came out to the show. We slayed them all. Yeah. And, like, those, they're funny, funny dudes. And it's, like, because they've been doing Haitian comedy so long, they haven't got what they want from it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that, like, the Americans are giving me what I want. Yeah. Because there's no ceiling there. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. Haitian V's on tour with Major Hype. Yeah. So that's just Caribbean comedy. Right. It's a higher yeah. ceiling. still a ceiling, but it's a higher one. Yeah. yeah you understand? Know yeah. Because you can get more... Uh, Dominicans, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Grenadians, whatever, whoever the hell for, is from there, you can get them in a the room. Yeah. Bueno, and it's bueno. different. But doesn't that make sense, though? Wouldn't that make sense from a business sense? Marketing sense? sense? I think. Yeah. It makes, it makes absolute, and, and there is a ceiling. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, like, when we talk about, like, I remember I saw, I, I want to say I saw a post from your, on Luna Suite about how we need to support and submit more of our Haitian artists for Grammys and for things yeah. of that nature. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'll be okay, but yeah, but like, like Grammys, like it's worldwide. Like are are, are 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 that many of us committed to playing harmonics so that it can count? Mm. Are that many of us com- no? Don't <laughs> laugh at me. Are that many of us committed to playing Kai to make our boys Grammy nominees? Like are we yeah. committed like that? But I don't think it's that it's not being played. Now is it being streamed the correct way? Because no, I, I was on like Spotify recently. I was trying to find a song for one of actually one of my American friends that wanted a Mickey song. So I sent it to her and I was like, oh, let me check if it's on Spotify. Like, why did I even have to say, let me check if it's on Spotify? That's one, right? Yeah. So I get to Spotify, it's there. Mickey's biggest song, the numbers don't add up. For the amount of times we play, I'm like, I looked, I don't even think it was 500,000. I was like, no way. I'm like, no way. As much as people play that, if you, who don't know, if you, and the thing is, check YouTube. I have seven different videos, 13 million each. None of that, is, <laughs> none of that is Mickey's money. It dropped me True. crazy, bro. True. It's See, a bunch of, it's a bunch of thieves stealing from Mickey. See, I'm gonna give you a little exclusive. I have music in in queue that has been mixed and mastered. I'm ready to drop, but I haven't dropped it yet because of that reason. I don't want to like you know put all this marketing and promotion into a song. And I got seven different videos. But it's, it's business. You got to know the business of it all. No, I've literally I'm been having this conversation with, um, I was in Haiti recently and I had this conversation. It's not recent, a couple of years ago. And I was talking to some, you know, artists about music. And then I found out, like, they didn't know that you can get paid, um, you know, off your YouTube videos. And I was what? shocked. Because, like, what do you mean you don't know you get paid off your YouTube? I said, why do you think, like, when you send us stuff and people, we ask for MP4s. We don't ask for MP4s because we just... We ask for MP4s because a lot of times people take the MP4 
they put it online mm-hmm. and you're making a profit off it and they didn't they didn't even know that so it's literally like you have to understand it's not impossible mm-hmm. you have to understand the business you have to get it and it like it, it it operates a certain mm-hmm. way you shouldn't be afraid to drop your music if you already set it up correctly to where every time I try to post it that copyright YouTube strike hit <laughs> hey, that costs money though no more that costs I would money. never touch another Zoboza video after that <laughs> I heard I heard the least I comments that he was like he got his YouTube stuff together and he was like all the dudes he got in contact with he was like when YouTube first hit he tried to put dudes on nobody was really on it mm-hmm. he was like now it's pretty much just him and JB's making YouTube money yeah JB because like everybody wasn't open to yeah. doing things that there's a few more artists now doing it you see the, the conversation on it on like the Haitian blogs but it really is about business and that's the thing like I feel like even in the Haitian community we don't talk too much about it. you guys talk about your success you talk about what you do you talk about but there's not really a lot of conversations about you know the business end of it. What does uh, uh, the business end of being a Haitian comedian looks like? Is there contracts? Is you know what? How how does it work? Like you know, like that that kind of conversation I'd have from mm-hmm. artists, comedians, and everyone else. That's why I mean, I'm like very clear with you and see. They actually said, let me let them go ahead and email you. Yeah, comedian like now <laughs> nowadays, um, I can tell you, I didn't really work with contracts like that. It was mm-hmm. like word them like you know. You give me your word, I give you my word, blah, 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 blah. But now, I realize I get booked less. Really? Because it's contracts. Contra- I have like seven different contracts. Because for they want different- an excuse to do bad business. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you, when you, when you kind of sh- close that window of opportunity, you, they have to respect you now. now Is like- it closing a window of opportunity or are you setting a no, standard like for how you run your No, business? I'm set- setting a standard for me. Ah, but closing their window opportunity, like plus said, ah, to do bad business. Yeah. Like I couldn't handle, it. I couldn't take it anymore, cause you feel me, like you know, I was young. You feel me? I'm just, I'm just learning things. But like, people will tell me, like, yo, you got performing contracts? for exposure, bro. You are yeah. performing uh, for exposure. And then logistically, like for me, it really depends on what the gig is worth. Because mm. like, mm-hmm. if we sign a contract for a thousand bucks, right? You give me five, and then you go in with the other five. What am I gonna do? Sue you for five hundred bucks? You understand? Like, it just, the money has to be worth it. You understand? If things go wrong. Mm -hmm. Most of what I do, I prefer a contract just because I like you to know. Because Haitians, like, I love my people, but you guys, like, they try to do this thing where, like, they say, hey, I'm like, fam, you want to stand up? You have to pay me for that. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, the contract details what you expect, what I expect. At the very least, we need that so that we both know what we're coming into. Yeah. Exactly. But that, like, that's, that's been done to me. When there's like, oh, Vinci Demon Amico, I was like, yo, man, yo, man, mom, when you're a guy's been back at the joke, I'm like, yo, that's, that's not my, what? That's not my job. But you see, I was on the, the flyer. No, like, no. I don't if like, you're on anybody's stage and you're not telling jokes, I'm going to be looking at you like crazy. I'm going to look at you crazy. Exactly. You're a comedian. You're not making me laugh so often. Exactly. But, but that's the thing, because sometimes they don't want to pay you for that. They'll actually do something else and then give you a bunch of hints. Like, I'm a black and white guy. I don't like gray areas. Tell me what you want from me. I can tell you what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. Let's write it down. Let's sign it up. And then mm-hmm. we're both happy. Yeah. So that if, it, if anything goes wrong, I can, I, can, I can refer you to these terms and conditions that you clicked on. <laughs> you know, I can refer you back to. We'll see him, Papi, y'all. We'll see you. You, you, you click Aegi, my boy. Amen. Amen. I got nothing else for you, brother. Coming to America, you both are working on it. Plus, I really feel like people do not even understand how really involved 
you are with coming through America because you know my boy success faces a lot on yeah. success success but people don't even realize how involved you are in putting that whole show together mm-hmm. and you know the way that you guys have been able to bring all these different comedians together what everybody like I used to talk about some y'all been doing a good job proving and, and that that's not the case and I just, hate that statement really bad you guys are doing well together. So what? Where are we going? Where's com- coming through America going? Where is collaborative effort of Haitian? Where are we going? Where's this industry that you're now curating, creating? Where are we going? Um, I just want to see it grow. Like at this point, we're working with. So I have the experience of a bunch of stage experience, uh, theater, stand up. Mm-hmm. So at this point, with this tour, I get the opportunity to give that to a bunch of people mm-hmm. who just have raw, funny talent and who may not necessarily have the structure. Mm-hmm. I hope to see in two to three years that there were more people doing their own coming through Americas mm-hmm. so you can pay me to be on your show. Yeah. You understand? Because that's the thing. Right. Like, If we're all doing this, then we're creating a busy industry because I think we know now that we have people who will come out and pay for a good time if you're professional and if you establish it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like honestly, there were 17 bottles every week. Why not comedy? It's the Come same thing. Mm-hmm. 17 million. <laughs> 17 million bottles a week. <laughs> every week. From up and down the East Coast. Uh-huh. She said 17 million bottles. <laughs> Shut up. I hate it. <laughs> but like there are dance parties weekly. There should be comedy right. shows weekly. Yeah. Between New York, between down south, between Montreal, like we are here and we have the talent to do it. It's just somebody needs to be bold enough to set up a structure. Yeah. Somebody needs to trailblaze that trail. So I mean, we'll mm-hmm. pave the road, yeah. create the road, and hopefully everybody else can use that same road to create their own thing. Yeah. Because it's lucrative and more, and like Haitians are changing where like more of us now have disposable income. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like we have more people doing different things. So you can come out and have a good time. Yeah. Haitians go out. Now, Haitians have a good time. Now, like, we're mm-hmm. not our parents. Yeah. Outside of, you know, we're making fun and we're talking about these topics. Because I know what my call of actions are sometimes. And I'm like, if somebody would give me an opportunity to ask for what I want, listen, I would listen. These are the five things I'm going to need mm. to continue doing what mm. I do. Because a lot of times it's labor love and I still got light bills to pay. <laughs> so what would be that message for you guys? If you can say, like, one thing that... As far as like you as an artist, from us, the community, I think we're, you know, just clicking on your videos or liking is enough. What would that be? Um, I guess the message for me would be like, we're comedians. We love to make you guys feel good and feel happy, but we also demand to be taken seriously, I think, because mm-hmm. like we're artists. Even though people may not always see the art and what we do, we're totally artists mm-hmm. and we're business people, just like everybody else are. So it's like, for me, like I'm my funniest on stage because I don't like folks playing with me in real life. I, so like I keep a very serious demeanor about me mm-hmm. because it's like I learned that if you let people, they won't take you seriously, yeah. and I can't afford that because I'm full time. Yeah, you understand? So it's like I need this to keep going. So it's like I need my things to be straight, black and white. So just. They're artists. You understand? Comedians are artists. They're business people. Take them seriously. Yeah. Pose it. Like he said, you got to take me seriously because, mm. like, I, I am goofy. You feel me? I like to have a good time. I like to, to make jokes here and there, like, all day. I don't stop. Like, I'll be by myself. I see, I see somebody. You got to forgive me. So, I'll be by myself. Hey. So, 
Like, I, I be telling her, like, I be on the phone, like, with, like, um, what I do, like, let's say if I could book for a wedding, what I like to do to make sure people know that I'm, like, serious and, like, I'm, I'm about my business, uh, let's say there's two, a couple's about to get married, I was like, all right, let's meet up a month before mm. uh, um, your wedding. Let's sit, let's have a sit down. Let's have at least two. You feel me? Meet me here. Meet me at Panera. Meet me at Starbucks. You feel me? And I sit down with them. I was like, so what are you, what are you looking for from me? Like, what do you want? Like, and I, I make sure I have my laptop out, taking notes, you know, and it's, it's not to, to put up a facade. It's like, it's all facts. Like, I'm, like, I'm really doing this because I enjoy what I do. I want to make sure that I deliver. You feel me? I don't want a bad review. You feel me? I, it's all about customer service with me. But, you know, um, sometimes I feel like my goofiness gets in the way. It's like this, all he do, all this nigga do is play. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll be serious too. But I'm, I'm like more passive aggressive. You feel me? But like, if I need to get aggressive, I'll get aggressive. That's that's why now I have contracts because now I'm all aggressive. <laughs> my being dumb enough for you, will like let's say me and you talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you want to book me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, just um, give me your phone number. Once I text you, I was like, what's your email? I sent you. All you're gonna hear is. <laughs> I'm sending contracts. And then, like, I'm also learning from, like, how, like, other people, like, especially in our community, they do business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these compound bands, they do straight, tough business, bro. Like, from what I understand, I've heard legends about T-Vice's mother, like, their manager. Oh, Jesse I've, ain't I've no heard, joke. I've heard legends. I've heard legends mm-hmm. of how this woman does business. And no that joke. inspires me. Yeah. Because you, because guess what? You're you, you going to take her seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, she commands I see, that. I see she, it, set, she sets that air. Yeah. The way Frank and Menage Trois do business, it's yeah. inspiring. Because it's clean business, it's straight cut, and I mean, it's just, it's nothing personal about it. And yeah. I and it's like, when I watch it, I learn from it. Mm-hmm. And it helps people take you seriously. Because it's a demeanor game, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is a demeanor game. It really is how you present yourself. Which is why it works. That success is so really, really goofy. Yeah. And, and like, why he likes being in front. Because it allows me to be mean behind the scenes. Yeah. That's so, why it's a lot of times people don't really, they don't know how involved you are even coming mm-hmm. to America, but you are. It's a, it's a structure. It works. Yeah. It works out perfectly. Oh, right. Ms. Ami, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this interview because I feel like we talk a lot off the scenes with people who like these type of conversations. You know, it was time to have them. It was time to have these conversations on the microphone. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for making time for us today. If they are living under a rock and they don't already know how to follow you guys, (laughs) how can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, Instagram P L U S D A D D Y. On Facebook, I am Plus Pierre. If you're into filthy comedy, I have a podcast every week, NWO Podcast. Come and find me on the uh, Instagram NWO Podcast. Thank you guys so much. I love you, Wanda. Look, it's just, look, this, he done put on shades to do this. Bienvenue, Monsieur Dame. Bienvenue, bienvenue, tout le monde. You are listening to this sweet podcast. Uh, let me tell you something about Zopose. If you want to find Zopose, you can find him anywhere. Black Planet, MySpace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what can I join me at Z-O-E-P-O-Z-E. Okay? YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What kind of bag are you? Okay, <laughs> 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 <
Je vais t'abjouer moi parce que je suis un OK? Donc, bye bye. All right, everyone. That was Plus Daddy and Zofose on The Sweet Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Continue to support us on The Sweet Podcast on social media, website, The Sweet Podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and what else we have on iTunes, Google Play, oh, and SoundCloud. So make sure you guys support us, like, share, comment. Until next time. <laughs> Y'all a trip. How long was it? That was all. <laughs>